You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. <sighs> All right, friend, you're going to want to grab some stuff for this episode. Maybe a box of tissues, maybe a notebook or journal, maybe your emotional support teddy bear. <laughs> like, I don't know what you need, but grab what you need because this episode is about to get deep. I want to ask you a question though, before we really dive in, have you ever felt like you've missed out on things in life because you've let fear hold you back? Or maybe have you ever turned down opportunities because you didn't feel qualified enough? Or if you didn't feel either of those, have you at least felt that monster of self-doubt that tries to beat you into a pulp anytime you step into something big or new? I really hope all of our hands are raised at this point. I know mine is, I know Lindsay's is. This episode is for any of all of us, basically humans, who have felt any of that. Whether it's a daily feeling or one that attacks us here and there, today we are going to turn and face the monsters of self-doubt, insecurity, and imposter syndrome together. Lindsay and I are spilling our hearts and perspectives on how to combat all of those feelings, what to do practically when you feel those lies begin to bombard your mind, and how to make an even bigger impact with your life with more peace flooding yourself daily so that you can truly leave a legacy that changes and shapes lives. This episode is meaty and hopefully it's so full of power and truth that you'll want to come back and listen over and over again over the next few months. That's our hope at least. Once again, we are so glad you're here. Now let's arm ourselves for battle and go slay the beast of self-doubt once and for all. All right, let's talk about Pinterest. You know, that beloved site you spend hours upon hours on curating your dream home, closet, and wedding. Like it's fun, right? But it's also more than just fun. Did you know that Pinterest can be an invaluable tool for your own business? Here's the deal. Pinterest is an extremely powerful search engine that you can leverage to get your brand and business out there. It's a way to reach new audiences that you wouldn't normally reach through other social media, which is why we wanted to shed light on this popular social platform and share a few reasons why you should be utilizing it now to exponentially grow your business and expand your audience. Like honestly, it is the number one traffic driver to my business. Yes. If you feel lost on where to start, don't worry. We have a whole pin your heart out freebie ready for you to dive into the marketing and help you start the process. So you can snag it at theheartuniversity.com forward slash Pinterest. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, friend. This episode, I am so excited for. We are going to just speak to your heart. If you clicked on this episode, you know we are about to just tackle insecurity, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, all the nasty little bugs that creep up in our hearts and our minds and our souls, all of the nonsense that, you know, we just got to deal with uh, as human beings. Um, So I'm very excited. Evie, are you excited? Oh, I'm so (laughs) stoked. I do want to preface before we really dive in. If you have been around the heart whatsoever, you know that Lindsay and I are big believers in Jesus Christ and a creator of the universe. And that, you know, influences and impacts 
every single thing that we do, that we think, that we believe, that we say, how we live, all of it. So if you're familiar with the podcast, you know that occasionally when we're talking about something that's really like important to us or super powerful or whatever, we'll be straight up and say, yeah, or heart focused or mindset focused. You know, it's, it's not uncommon for God to come into it. So in today's episode for us, there's probably going to be some of our personal beliefs that bring in the Lord and the truth that we hold firm to. However, there are still really, really powerful truths in this, whether you agree with that belief or not. And so we want to yeah. encourage you, please keep listening. Um, you can take what you believe and and leave what you don't. But at the end of the day, there is just so much in this. And I just wanted to say that from you know day one. That, oh, that's good that a lot of our personal beliefs are going to really come out in this. And if you agree with us, you know, that's awesome. You're going to get so much. If you don't agree with us, that's awesome. You're going to get so much. So, yeah. Well, I think also for us, it, it's, it would be impossible to answer this question truthfully of how we deal with imposter syndrome, insecurity, and yeah. self-doubt without, if we didn't bring the Lord into it, then I guess, again, for us, because that's what we believe, it would 100% be like a self-love, self-like, empowerment show or it would be like oh I rely on myself which that I just don't believe that that we were trying to outline this (laughs) and we were (laughs) we were trying to outline this and we were like oh should we leave the lord out of it you know whatever and we were both like there's no way we can like never leave the lord of anything first of all (laughs) we can't be true to ourselves and this topic especially and be like transparent with you and share everything that we've learned and grown in through the years or whatever without bringing god into it so anyways that's all that's all aside, moving on, Lindsay, what would you say to me if I was currently feeling extreme, like self-doubt or insecurity or imposter syndrome, like as a best friend, what would you say to me? Yeah. Well, as a best friend, the most loving thing that you can sometimes tell somebody is something that maybe it is something that almost is like, Oh, Oh, that's convincing. Like, it's, a like, oh, it's a little tough love. So I would say that if you are having self-doubt, if you are feeling imposter syndrome, if you're having insecurity around anything in life, your focus is a hundred percent on yourself. And it's called self-doubt. Um, and I say that because when we are afraid to show up or we're afraid to send that email or attend this thing, or we're afraid to maybe start that business or, or reach out to this person, or like we're afraid of whatever it is, it's often because we're afraid of what the other person or what people at large or what the world, what online followers, like what anybody will think of us or what they will say of us. Um, and, and all of that is, is focusing the lens on yourself versus the people that you can impact if you actually do the thing that, that is on your heart that God wants you to do, right? Yeah. It's like, it's turning the focus from thinking constantly about ourselves and, oh, what will people think of me? Oh, I'm so insecure. Like, stop thinking about yourself is yeah. the tough love that, that I would give, first of all. Yeah, and I think there's so much truth in, you know, when, when we're sitting there, like thinking, oh, I, c- I could never do that. I can, no, there's no way I'm qualified for blank. There's no, I could not possibly call myself an elopement photographer. I couldn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. If there's whatever the list is, whatever the lie is that you're believing and you're sitting there thinking, I could never, I would look like a fool. I can't possibly, I'm not good enough. I can't, I wasn't blah, blah, blah. Uh, literally, I mean, this is going to sound very harsh, but I've said it to myself many times in, in a good way, like a, a self-love slap to myself. <laughs> Like, stop looking at your navel. 
Like stop staring yeah. at your belly button and thinking, me, 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 poor me. Like I can just picture, the, the picture that came into my mind was just kind of like Winnie the Pooh, like sitting on a wall or something when he's discouraged. Yes. And it's just like, it's just like that hunched over shoulder, like your head's just like down, like chin to your chest, like just looking like poor me, like kicking your legs and being like, I just don't feel good enough. I'm just not qualified. Everyone else is better than me. I can't possibly, like your whole focus is on yourself. But the reality is, if I'm insecure about who I am or my abilities or whatever, I'm saying that God made a mistake with me and I'm believing the lie that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. It's all in my strength. It's all me, 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 me. No, everyone will judge me. Everyone will think that I'm not good enough. Like Lindsay, you had the example of like showing up online. Do you want to kind of like share that? Like the, the me focus versus outward? Well, I think, I mean, I'm just going to throw out an example. And again, you might have a million, I, I have a million myriad things that like I'm insecure about. Right. So I, I just like, this is an example of say you're insecure about showing up on stories without makeup. Again, that's a very specific example. It could be a, a million other different things, but that's just one of them. If you're afraid of showing up online with no makeup, I want you to ask yourself why, right? Why is, is it because you're then going to think that other people will think that you look shabby? Is it that they'll think you don't look beautiful? You don't look like a perfect model with a filter or like, you yeah. know, whatever, like whatever it is. Again, all of that constant talk is thinking of what people will think of you. What yeah. you're not thinking about in not doing that is the 15 year old out there that follows you that is really insecure about her acne watching an older woman or older woman. That sounds like not an older woman, but like watching someone who's older than her boldly step out and, and yeah. own who God made her to be. Yeah. That's who you're not thinking of. And so in any insecurity that you have or any doubt or, or fear that I'm not good enough, step through that because God is more powerful than you. God can use you like an example of like, Maybe you genuinely are unqualified. Like when we first started photography, yes, we didn't go to school for it, quote unquote. Like, like we were unqualified in that sense when we maybe first started. And obviously you have to learn along the way. Maybe you just started a business and you feel very hella unqualified. That's okay. Like God calls the unqualified. That's like, if he has a, a if there is a pull in your heart to start something that he's put there, then he's put it there for a reason. And mm -hmm. he, I, I don't think he waits till you're perfectly qualified to call you to do something. He wants you to step out in faith and start yeah. doing something now before you feel qualified or before you feel beautiful or before you feel quote unquote perfect or yeah. doubtless, right? Like what's that, what's that quote that says, God, I think this is it. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's anyways. There's so, there's so much with that. I also want to touch on when, when you do things scared or unqualified or, you know, insecure or whatever, even if you have all of those feelings and you still do it anyways, because you feel like God's calling you to it. And you, because you know that something is on the other side of that, you are giving so much space for God's power to move and for the world to see God moving outside of you. Like when we do impossible or scary things that are beyond us, the world sees God and not us. And that yeah. is our whole mission. Like that is everything. It's not about us. When we are thinking about what other people think of us, do we look good enough? Do we, we, I just worried. I don't, I'm not good enough. Me, I could, I could never, me, 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 I, 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 that is the last thing that we are called to do as believers and as human beings in general, whether you're a believer or not, 
when people are super self-obsessed, self-focused, self-centered, they are not pleasant people to be around. None of us really enjoy spending time with those people. And they definitely are not the people that we look up to and feel empowered and influenced and, you know, nurtured and respect, whatever. Like those aren't the people that we're like, wow, this, they changed my life. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it's, it's when we, I think it, it can be maybe shocking to feel like, oh, wait, I have self-doubt thinking like, oh, wait, I'm selfish now. And that's not necessarily, we're not saying like you're a selfish person. We're yeah. saying, cause I, I don't want anybody to like listen to that and be like, oh, wow, I'm just getting like S-H-I-T on. Like, <laughs> like I, I want to encourage you to look inward. I mean, even, I mean, we're literally speaking to ourselves. Like anytime you have self-doubt or, or insecurity or, or like, I want you to ask the deeper question because again, the lens is always inward focused when we're thinking about those things. And I just yeah. want to let you know, like, when you let Satan into your mind to convince you that you are not qualified enough to do something, you're not enough to do something, you don't look cool, people won't accept you, you're letting that stop you from going after the thing that God has put on your heart or doing the thing that he's called you to do. And, yeah. and we miss out on the life-changing power that someone else will experience by us not showing up doing the thing that God has called us to do. Like, Amen. Like Satan thrives in that, in preventing you from living the, the life that God's called you to do. He thrives. Amen. Well, and the so, next thing... Oh, do you want to go for it? Well, I was just going to say, so just get out of your own head and stop making it about you and make it about the Lord, make it about your purpose and like do it it about others. Yeah, make it about others. Like get out and do it scared. Think about the people that are going to be impacted or influenced by you taking a step. Even if let's say that you take a step of, you know, in bold faith or whatever, and you totally fall flat on your face and then you get back up and you're like, well, that was totally the wrong decision. And I'm, you know, whatever, turn back around and, and backtrack your steps. That's still going to impact somebody that quote unquote failure is still going to be something that somebody else learns from. So anyways, that's, I don't want to dive back into that, but focus on, the Lord, who he's called you to be and other people and how your actions will impact others. And if it's actually making an impact or a difference in their life, instead of just making you feel good about yourself. Anyways, Mm. next thing (laughs) that I want to talk about uh, outside of that is it's very easy to, in these situations, like when we are Winnie the Pooh sitting on the, on the wall or whatever, like staring at our navels and all this stuff we're thinking only, not only are we self-focused, but we're also only thinking about our qualifications and what we bring to the table and other people's opinions of us and all this stuff. And the root of that, like for me, anytime I am feeling powerless or hopeless or lost or confused or tired or stressed, I know I am not plugged into the vine. And I know that yeah. that's a Christianese phrase. So I'll, I'll say it in plain English. I am, my car battery is totally unplugged. Like there, my power source is disconnected and there is some serious ramifications to my operating abilities (laughs) based on that. So for me, anytime I start feeling this, the self-doubt, the insecurities, the imposter syndrome start creeping up, I know I really need to plug back in to Jesus now because this, there's, there's some disconnect going on. And when I go back to him, friends, he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I swear to you, there is so much freedom and truth and peace in his presence. It is beyond compare. Mm, Freaking go off. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to add just, I think one of the things that we've learned, I, I've learned, and I know you've learned in God's presence 
and just spending time with him in his word that has completely changed our whole lives is to focus on gratitude and actually choose joy in every season. And fear yeah. cannot survive in a, like a circumstance or in a uh, environment, that's the word, an environment surrounded by thankfulness and joy. Like yeah. if you continually wake up and, and choose, because again, like that's not going to naturally come. It's not like, oh, I'm naturally happy today. You're perfect. Um, you're going to choose thankfulness. You're going to choose joy. You're going to choose happiness, regardless of what your circumstances are. That yeah. will change your attitude moving forward in life in, in all things. Yeah. And it's, I think it's very hard to be afraid of people's opinions and afraid of, of feeling insecure in a, in an environment where you are full of the presence of God and full of his joy. And that's not saying yes. like, you will never struggle with insecurity and you'll never struggle with imposter syndrome. Like not at all. You or that you will. Or that you won't have sad days or, you know, disappointing days or frustrating days or stressful days. days. Yeah. That's not to say that like the only emotion you feel is happiness because happiness is yeah. an emotion. Joy is a choice. That's a whole other, that's a mindset. That's a whole other conversation. But it's that you choose joy and you choose happiness regardless of what is going on around you. Yes. You mean gratitude. Yeah, gratitude and joy. <laughs> yes. Amen. I mean, even like a practical thing, if you are feeling yourself you know, thinking I, I, oh, I, I'm not qualified enough because I don't have a million dollar business and a million followers on Instagram. Like I want you to sit down and actually pen and paper, start writing out, God, thank you that I have a younger sister who I can disciple and pour into and and bless. God, thank you that I'm raising children that I can raise to influence the world. God, thank you that you've given Mm -hmm. me this business and that I can steward it for you. God, thank you for, you know, like I'm grateful for, um, a roof over my head. I'm grateful for every single person that follows me on Instagram, all 300 of them. I'm so grateful for those 300 human beings who come along on my journey. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to serve these two clients this year. I'm so, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it feels like it's not enough. There is something there to be grateful for, I promise. And when your focus shifts to that, it will completely change everything in your heart and your mind, including those feelings of self-doubt and imposter syndrome and insecurity, because you're actually recognizing the gifts and opportunities that you've been given instead of focusing on what's missing or what's lacking, which often is all a facade. But anyways, (laughs) well, that's what I was just going to say. Like imposter syndrome is focusing on the lack and not what you have. Yeah. Okay. Great. Perfect. The next thing that we kind of, they kind of, it all flows together. That was kind of like find your source in Jesus. Uh, The next thing that I think is what's happening when people are dealing with self-doubt, insecurity, imposter syndrome, is they are placing fear of man above fear of God. Yeah. And and I just want to let, let you know, like when you're placing your identity in people's opinions of you, which is ultimately at the end of the day, I think the, the deep down source of self-doubt, of imposter syndrome, yeah. of insecurity, it's placing people's opinions of you higher than, than the Lord's, which is, should be your identity. If, if you are a believer, like that's what we believe. It's that placing your opinion of people high as a priority in your life. What did I say? I bet I, that came out wrong. Placing your identity in people's opinions of you. There we go. There you go. like standing on, standing on quicksand. Like people's opinions are constantly changing. They're going to sway with the wind. If people hate you today, they're going to love you tomorrow. If they think you're weird today, they're going to forget and focus on their own problems tomorrow. Like or they're going to love you today and hate you tomorrow. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah. You could be as high. You could be a celebrity. You could be freaking. I mean, Taylor Swift is a great example. People loved her. She was freaking America's sweetheart. And then Kanye West just was like, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she fell. And now she's back on top. Like, like people's opinions sway in the wind. We cannot trust that. And my question is like, why are you placing so much power on something as fickle as a stranger's opinion of you? We you all have do to it. know. 
I mean, we, I mean, it's true. We all do it. I mean, I like literally hand is raised. Like yeah, we, that's why we want more followers. That's why we want people to like our photos. That's why we want a lot of story views. That's why we want a lot of client. We want to people to like us. We want to feel successful, but we want those things to feel status and, and success in the like world. Significance. Say that, thank you. That's the perfect word. Significance in a world that says we're worthy. But again, that's asking the world to tell you you're worthy. You don't need the world's opinion of you. Like the Lord has created you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He had a purpose for you before you were even born. Like you have to know who you are. You have to know whose you are. And when that foundation of knowing the Lord is my rock, he is my king, he is my papa, he is my daddy, opinion of people who do not know you do not matter. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Mic drop moment. I think that's so good. When, When at the end of the day, when we sit there and think like, I'm afraid to do this or I'm unqualified, you know, maybe, maybe you are, let's be straight up. Like there have been so many situations where oh, I've been totally unqualified. I am unqualified daily. I'm unqualified. Absolutely. But I, I'm unqualified to speak to you right now. But, but we are unqualified and he is not. And that's the end of the day. That is what we hold f- firm to. And because of so many of those fears and those doubts and those questions, when you look at at the root, oftentimes what we're feeling is a fear of man's opinion. Like we are placing that, that authority. And there is, there's so much truth in your identity and your worth in the Lord. Like he says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that you're a child of the King. He says he didn't make a mistake when he made you. He says that we are his image bearers. He says that he has called you. He said like there, I could go on for hours of what God has said about you. And so another practical example or, or, or tool that I want to give you that Lindsay and I both use in those moments where we are feeling that self-doubt or insecurity or imposter syndrome or, un, you know, unqualification or whatever the right word there is, we sit down and we go, okay, God, what is your truth? For me, I often journal through it. Like I, I read through scripture and then I journal and I'll just go through and I'll be like, reminder of my identity, reminder of my identity. Who am I? Who has God created me to be? What does he say about me? And I will write it down. Sometimes it takes me like two, three, four hours, depending on the level of like attack that I felt from that self-doubt. But yeah. I will sit down and remind myself of who God says I am and elevate his opinion of me once again above the opinions of any other man. I'm I'm marinating. I'm marinating on everything that you just said. Also, uh, the very short example, um, without going into too much detail, I sometimes piss people off on the internet as, as anyone will, you know, that says things. Anyone who has opinions about anything. If you you boldly state an opinion on the internet, someone's going to hate it. You could say, I like peaches and someone will be like, nope, apples are the best. Anyways, sometimes I piss people off and, and, and they can't anonymously you know, DM me. So what they'll do is they will fill out my like HoneyBook form on my website that literally like inquiring clients use, but they'll say like their name is Lindsay Roman and that their email is my email. So it's like, I have no way of knowing who said it. Uh, and I've had like, I have had multiple people over time, just like send me scathing messages that literally like you are a loser. Like I was literally reading one earlier today to Evie and we were like yeah. laughing hysterically, <laughs> but like literally I get those and I literally, I'll look at it in my inbox. And I'll be like, nah. Well, and then I'll delete it. Like literally it has become a chuckle in my day because I know whose I am. I know my identity. I know I'm not a loser. According to God, I don't care if that person out there thinks I'm a loser. 
that's okay. They can think that. They also took five minutes out of their day repeatedly over a course of a, like a lot of long time to do that. And so every time I see it, I laugh. First of all, I chuckle, I delete it and I pray for them. Like that's the best yeah. you can do. That's obviously Absolutely. an extreme example, but like anything that you're dealing with, whether it's hate, whether it's just a message or whether it's even just like the, the fear of a potential, like maybe you're not even getting hate or anything, but you're, you're stopping yourself from putting something out there or doing yeah. something that, that is a dream of yours because of the fear of that. I'm here to tell you on the other side, you will get that. That might yeah. happen to you and that's okay. And again, it goes back to your identity. It goes back to whose you are. You have to place fear of God above fear of man. Like yep. someone can call me a loser all day. They can send me a honey book request every freaking day of the year. And I will say you're wasting a lot of time in your life and delete it. Like, yeah. There's also something to be said so much for just like the fear that we're, we have, it's like this like monster under the bed when we were kids and we're like, oh, this is, somebody might send me a hateful message. Somebody like, what if I don't hit a million dollars in my business ever? Everyone will laugh at me. What if, you know, like there's always these fears of like, what if I start this business and fall flat on my face? What if I try for kids and whatever, it doesn't matter. There's always this like unknown fear. The reality is half the time, if you just shine a light on it, if you just look at square in the face, you'll realize it's like a teddy bear under your bed. Like it's it's not the big scary thing that you think it is, whether no matter what you're afraid of, that's another practical (laughs) thought that I would have is like, if you are feeling like I can't be a guest speaker at this event, or I can't possibly host a Bible study, or I can't possibly, you know, share my story on Instagram because people won't understand. I can't, po- whatever, or, or, or I can't possibly charge that much because people will think I'm robbing them. Yes. Whatever it is, a lot that. whatever it is, whatever you're feeling that, that doubt or insecurity or like imposter syndrome, I just want to encourage you sit down and take a few minutes and look it straight in the face, like mm-hmm. turn the light on, on it and say, okay, so what happens if, what, what if the worst happens? What yep. if somebody does think that I'm charging too much? What then? Okay, so I, I, I recognize, you know, I reevaluate my prices. I make sure that I'm charging according to my value, according to demand, according to my area, my expertise, you know, my delivery, whatever. And I, I come and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I am charging a few hundred too much. I'm going to lower my prices. Did that kill you? Like, did, would that situation actually be the end of the world that we like feel like it is when we just view it as this elusive, big, scary monster? So that's something else that I would encourage is look it straight in the face and be like, okay, let me walk through the actual scenario of worst happening. What would, what would happen? And I guarantee it is one, one thousandth as terrifying as you actually thought it was. Oh, amen. That's so good. Listen up, entrepreneurs. Do you ever struggle with getting all of the nutrients that you need in a day? Because let's be real, you are busy as heck. Same. Introducing Athletic Greens. We've started taking AG1 because we wanted to see what all of the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. Yes, AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And a friend of ours describes it as white gummy bear flavor, and that is very accurate. (laughs) Yes, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in the winter months when you don't get as much sunlight. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash heart. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash heart to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The hustle and grind of staying on top of content creation, running a business, and being a creative entrepreneur can be exhausting some days where honestly, a drive through and iced coffee feels kind of better than meal prep or trying the latest recipe from your feed. Yes, not to mention trying to find cookware set that meets your aesthetics and your small space kitchen. Like, it's exhausting. But don't worry, we got you. Oh, yes. We are obsessed with the newest collection from Meyer Cookware. And let's be honest, the stackability of the new Accent series is absolutely amazing. Their new set is seriously gorgeous in matte black design, and we cannot stop talking about the vibes in our kitchen. Yes. If you're not familiar with Meyer, you can check them out on Instagram at Meyer Labs. Their diverse design team created a set designed for the ultimate minimalist lifestyle after traveling the world to discover what home cooks love or hate about their current cooking experiences. Okay, guys, but I'm not even kidding. This set is completely stackable, including the two universal lids. And if you can relate to a little cabinet chaos with lids being all over, honestly, your struggles are gone. We feel like professional home organizers now just because of this set. Yes, and not only that, but it has all the pieces you'll ever need. The nonstick pans are perfect for frying or searing your meat, chicken or salmon. Plus, there's a gorgeous stainless steel pot, perfect for veggies, and it even has an anti-boil-over design, which is so helpful. You can check them out at meyer.com forward slash heart or use code heart for 20% off your order. I think along this conversation is we have to change our internal dialogue. So often self-doubt, insecurity, imposter syndrome is just a negative cycle that we're, mm-hmm. that we're continually speaking to ourselves in, in our, in our minds. Right. And I almost want to, if anybody that's listening to this is a parent, um, I want you to imagine speaking to your three-year-old or your four-year-old and saying the things to her or him that you say to yourself. Yep. And I just want your heart to break at that because you would never, you would yeah. never, you would never. Be like, or you're if such you an idiot. Kid, you're not qualified. You could never do this. Everyone's going to laugh at you. How stupid. I can't even believe you thought about that. Like those are the thoughts that whether consciously or not are going through our heads. Yeah. And that literally like brings me to tears thinking about me saying that to like Eloise. And if you don't have kids, I want you to imagine like yourself as a three-year-old and say that same thing. Would you, yep. would you say that to yourself as a three-year-old or as a five-year-old? No, you wouldn't. So mm-hmm. why are you saying those things to yourself now? Why are you believing lies that you're unqualified and you're unworthy and, and you're not like qualified to be in a room or that people will hate you? Like you got to place your foundation of your identity on something that's way more stronger. Sorry, I'm going back to that because that's just so important. <laughs> you got to <laughs> place your identity on something that's so much stronger than just the constant lies that Satan loves push into our heads and make us believe. Yeah. So that, that yeah. kind of goes back to like, you have to change that internal dialogue. And whenever you start to hear those things, you have to change change the channel, change the frequency, yep. whatever you want to call it. It's, it's so good. So there, ugh, change the frequency. That's so good. There's a quote. I think we may have said it once years ago on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again because it, it it's truly so good. It's from Gandhi and it says, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values and your values become your destiny. And if that is not the most accurate depiction, I mean, I'm going to go for a second into the biblical truth of what God says about our thoughts and our words. 
But that perfectly explains the stair step analogy of when we believe something, we believe we're unqualified. We then tell ourselves in our thinking, our thought process, our internal dialogue says, you're not good enough. You'll never make it. You could never possibly, everyone else is going to laugh at you. Look at her. She's so much better than you. You could never, how dare you even think about. And then those thoughts become our actual like words and actions to ourselves. When we think like in a quiet room, we think, well, what if I did sign up for, no, I, I couldn't, I could never. That becomes an actual word that we say. That then turns into us turning down that opportunity or saying no to that, you know, that idea, that dream, that goal. And that turns into a habit in our life. That habit then turns into our entire future. And everything yeah. that we do is based off of fear. And the the truth is God says in his word, Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. I could go on to an entire podcast episode on that alone, that truth alone, yeah. and all of the scriptures that so tie good. into that. There is so much power in what we say and what we say is coming out of what we think. And so we have to shift what we think and what we say. If we're consistently tearing ourselves down and saying, you know, you can never, that's not good enough. There's no way you're not blah, blah, blah. I've said it a million times on this episode. If we're consistently thinking that we are then speaking that into our life and we are speaking death over our life, period. There's a million things that I could talk about with that, but I'm sure Lindsay has something to say too. I mean, he also tells us to guard our hearts for everything we do flows from it, which is Proverbs 4.23. And that, I mean, guard your heart. Guard your heart from the things that even your mind is trying to tell yourself. Like it's the internal dialogue. Which that inner, those thoughts, those lies that are in your inner mind are from the enemy. Yeah. Those are direct attacks from Satan. (laughs) Well, and that, that goes on to the next verse that we want to share, which he tells us to take every thought captive, which is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Take mm-hmm. every thought captive and hold it against the truth and the word of the Lord. Does it match up? Does it Does it yep. align? No? Yep. Okay. In the trash. Goodbye. Yep. Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> he also tells us to set our minds on things above and not on things of this earth. That goes back to just rooting yourself in Christ and having your identity and your thoughts all flowing from him, having that eternal perspective of his kingdom and his will and his truth and not thinking about what is Jane up the road going to think? What is Susie on Instagram going to think? Oh no, this one person that I've never met might think that I look a little less attractive without makeup on. Oh no. Like there's like, Right. What What does God think? At the end of the day, is he going to laugh if you don't have some foundation on? I don't think so. In fact, I know so. <laughs> like, no. Anyways, we have to guard our minds and our hearts. That's the, you have to change that internal dialogue. You have to think consciously of what are you thinking and every single lie and whisper of you're not enough. You can't do this. Everyone will laugh. Those are fiery darts that the enemy is throwing at you. And you have to put up that shield. You have to say, you know, okay, I just thought I'm not enough. I'm going to sit here for a second. Like Lindsay just said, she prays in those moments that she gets like a hate message or, you know, whatever. She prays for the person. But even more specifically, if you're just thinking those own thoughts to yourself, like sit down and be like, okay, God says I am enough. God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that I was knit together in my mother's womb. God says that he is with me and I don't have to be afraid. God says like sit there and combat every time those thoughts come into your mind trying to distract you or attack you. Turn and think, okay, what is the truth and how can I like speak to this lie and send it on its way? Because I promise you the enemy, if, if, Every time he sends a lie or a fear or anything to your mind, like a fiery dart, and every time you basically have like, what was that phrase as a kid? Like, 
I'm rubber and your glue, everything you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Like whatever that phrase was as a kid, if your shield is like rubber, whatever truth of God, and the enemy's throwing darts at you and you're basically turning and throwing them back at him and being like, no, God says, and you're deepening your walk with the Lord and standing on truth. Every time he tries to attack you, the enemy is going to run. He does not want you getting closer to the Lord. He does not want to see that depth and that like, it's it's having the opposite result that he's attempting to have with you. And that's one of my favorite things in my life. Anytime the enemy starts attacking me with something and I turn it on him, I just want to laugh because I'm like, ha ha, the opposite that you wanted. Like God's getting the glory. God's getting my attention. God's getting me. And I just hear the enemy being like, no, and like running. That's But also that's my childish brain. <laughs> also, like the more plugged in we are to the Lord, the more powerful he he makes us. And the weaker Satan gets, like yeah. in, in that analogy that you just said, like he he thrives when we feel weak. He mm-hmm. thrives when we are downbeaten. Because we're giving, we're giving him, oh, we're giving him our authority and our power that God has given to us. Yeah. We're, we're handing it over to the enemy and saying, okay, you don't think I'm good enough. So here, like I'm giving this away. God gave you that calling. God gave you that ability to stay to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. God gave you that authority and you are throwing it back at the enemy because he's throwing fiery darts at you. Damn it. This is the best episode we've ever done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, no, sweating I'm here. <laughs> I'm just like fired up right now. Okay. Well, I, I want to like end the, not end the episode. We still have a little bit more for you, but I, I think you could be hearing this and a, a, con- a lot Wow, words, no. A a constant question that we typically get asked is, are you confident? Like you seem very confident. You seem very assured of yourself. You seem like you don't struggle with imposter syndrome. How? Or like, I guess another phrase of how people phrase that is like, how are you so confident and sure of yourself in what you're doing? Um, And I I just want to say like, uh, we don't struggle with it as much, but it's because we continually do everything that we just said in this episode. And it's not that we don't struggle at all because it's not us necessarily, like it's God. It's yeah. it's pointing the the compass arrow back to him and saying, not me, you. And it's mm-hmm. saying, hey, if I feel that moment of weakness, if I feel the insecurity start to creep up, it's not that we're immune at all. Yeah. Like we feel it hardcore. We just, I think, have learned to recognize, oh, okay, re refocus bounce that rubber off of the shield or yeah. bounce it back and and really tune into God's word and match any lie that comes in with the truth of what God says about us. And we uh-huh. root our identity in that. And when you do that, you, yeah, like phrases like you are a loser start to bounce off of you. Any hate comment that you get will bounce off of you or any just like, any like whisper from the enemy that's like, you can't do this will bounce off of you because you root yourself to what God says about you. Yeah. Well, we wanted to kind of, as we like wrap up, just give you a few like very practical and specific examples in our life when we have had those moments of like self-doubt or insecurity, whether it was just a one-time thing or it's ongoing. I know one of these for me is like, I consistently still feel this sometimes. Um, Those, those moments of like that self-doubt or insecurity or like imposter syndrome or whatever, just so you know, you are not alone. And you still, when you push past it, I think that's the thing that we really want to say. When you push past it, so much beauty and, and growth 
outcomes for yourself, so much impact for others. Like there, there's just so much beyond that initial hiccup. And one of the first ones for us was uh, calling ourselves elopement photographers before we'd ever shot elopements. I know, uh-huh. I think both of us did that. I definitely did that. And my first you, elopement you that I ever I even did shot. That, I did that, but you like definitely did that. <laughs> I think I called myself an elopement photographer for like six to eight months before I ever shot an elopement. Like it was a while. <laughs> you, you answered elopement specific education questions before you had shot an elopement. That is the best example. I love it. it so <laughs> but what's funny is I didn't even really like hesitate like on that. I was like, well, I know the answer, so I'm going to answer it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. What was the other one, Lindsay, that you were talking about earlier? Um, I was thinking of, I mean, that, that's obviously like starting our photography businesses and like kind of claiming the, the niche and the style of photography that we wanted to go into before we'd, we'd shot elopements, which obviously is like huge imposter syndrome. Like you have to deal with that immediately because you're like, oh, okay, I'm going into a brand new industry that I have no experience in, but yeah. I want to, right? Like there, you deal with that a little bit. The other one that I was thinking of is when we first started our heart workshop that like, I think we were going off of blind faith a little bit, but I definitely, like we booked the Airbnb for that first photography workshop in Malibu before we had ever announced, before we had even any done any market research of like, would people even want this? Nope, did nothing, did none of that. And just like blindly was like, we're gonna launch it and see what happens. But <laughs> I remember being like, dude, what if we just like wasted $5,000? Like what, what, we just like booked Which at that point was a lot for us. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's still a lot. I'm just like, that's a lot. Like, you know what, like yeah. that's, that's a huge investment for something that could maybe not pan out. Um, so like there was the fear of like, okay, losing money, but also fear of like, Hey, if we launch this and then it takes forever and a day to sell out, or we never sell out or it like fails horribly. We look like online public fools that attempted something and then it didn't work out, but we pushed through that. Yeah. And I like this podcast would not be here today. The heart university would not be here today. Our conference would not be here today. Like every single just message that we've gotten every single woman that came up to us at the conference that literally bawled to our faces saying, you have changed my life. Like I look at that and I'm like, I did not change your life. God changed your life through me. Mm-hmm. And I just think of all those stories, the the messages that we've got, the the people that like the students' lives who have been transformed, who like have been able to pay off houses because of the knowledge that they've learned in one of our courses. I think of all of that. And I'm like, at the very beginning, if we wouldn't have been able to push through the fear, I mean, obviously there's many fears and in qualifications after that, <laughs> but that mm-hmm. first initial one, like that's, I just think of like everybody's potential of like what God has for you. And if you completely just like block off that first like initial, like scared, like jump because you're afraid of looking like a fool. You're afraid of feeling unqualified in front of so many people. Think of the impact that God can do in other people's lives through you. If you do it, like, and if, and think of all the people that will not be impacted if you don't. Yeah. I think something even as simple too, as you know, for me, like, like I, I, and I've been transparent about this too. I've struggled with cystic acne or I really used to, I've gotten a good handle on it now, praise God. But I really struggled with cystic acne for like five plus years, including most of that very much public, like publicly online face to camera consistently. And it was something that I consistently had to push through this feeling of, oh my gosh, people are going to, oh my gosh, can't do it without makeup. Oh my gosh. You know, like I had to 
fight daily. Well, not even daily, but regularly fight through those feelings. I still have moments like today, I almost went and put on makeup to film one quick story for the heart. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm not doing that. And it's one of those things that I consistently have to remind myself of what's my actual worth? Is it in a flawless complexion or is it in like, God and who he says I am, you know? So even something as simple as that, I know that can be really, really difficult for some people is that feeling of like, oh, my teeth aren't straight or I have acne or, you know, whatever it is. And it can hold you back from actually stepping into whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. I feel like another one for me that's kind of like more physical like that is I, I don't think I ever struggled with body image and I, and I don't struggle like a ton with it, but after having kids, I think the pressure of trying to feel like you need to bounce back. And like, you look at people like uh, Amber Fillerup, God bless her. I don't know how that woman, like <laughs> get, she bounces back to her model, like literally how you've had. She like, still has like now. flawless abs. At, granted, literally. not not like days after postpartum. She's very transparent about like still recovering from, from postpartum. I don't but. care, bro. I don't care. <laughs> bro. So like, but I look at like people like that, which again is comparison, which I shouldn't do. Like we're all learning about that. And like, again, your worth isn't based on your comparison to other people anyways. But, but I look at that and I'm like, ever since Eloise, I've had like a, like a, like a, it's a wrinkly con it's because of stretch marks, obviously when your belly is huge, but like, it's literally like wrinkly and concave. It likes it. Like it's like the, the belly button disappears. Any <laughs> mom who's had a child other than Amber Fillerup will know what I'm talking about. Maybe she does it. Who knows? She's not listening to this podcast anyways. Anyways, but like, it, like concaves and like, it's like wrinkly. And like, then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I, you can say goodbye to forever not wearing like two pieces, swimsuits or like, there's like all these constant things that, that go around your head. Um, and it's, it's just, that's something that I, I feel like I deal with. And it's, I, I, I feel like I don't, have like a, a really hard insecurity about it. But I think I become insecure about it if I were in a situation that it would need to be shown, if that makes sense. Like, but I'll choose to like wear a high-waisted yeah. like bottom or or a one piece or something like that. But it's like, it's like, well, no, what is my worth and value in what, how flat my stomach is or in what my body image looks like yeah. in that way? Or is it how wonderful I'm raising my children, like the beauty and the joy and the wonder that I've just birthed into the world. And yeah. so I don't know, you just, you think about, you, you got to frame, change the perspective. So good. I want to kind of wrap up this episode with some like verse reminders of just as Lindsay and I were kind of talking about this episode, these verses kept popping up either as I was finding references to other ones that I was looking at or whatever. Yeah. And Lindsay and I were just like, man, we got to share these. So if you are currently really feeling attacked with self-doubt, insecurity, imposter syndrome, fear, whatever it is, we, we're going to bounce back and forth and share a few of these so that you can just just sit back and soak. Just listen for a second and just soak these in. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Mm. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think of these things. Psalm 16, eight says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Psalms 56, three to four says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you in God, whose word I praise in God, I trust I shall not be afraid. And Deuteronomy 31, six says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord, your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Oh, 
Man, that's so good. So we just wanted you to like saturate yourself in those verses, go dive into the word yourself and, and really just like find other verses that really speak to you in, in, when, in that fear and in that insecurity, in that self-doubt, in that imposter syndrome, and really combat those lies with the truth of the Lord. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to just leave you with that because those are, th- that's the truth from the Lord himself. And, um, and when we answer the question of how we deal with imposter syndrome, insecurity, and self-doubt, it's the Lord. It's returning to those verses. It's returning to mm-hmm. the truth and, and consistently fighting the negativity, the lies with the Lord, focusing on serving others, focusing on really, truly um, making our lives it, 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 uh, to choose joy. That didn't make sense. Like uh, choosing to wake up and choose thankfulness, choose gratitude, choose joy in every step of the way that we that we live our lives. Yes. Well, we hope this episode was just inspiring and impactful and that it spoke to you in your heart. I know this was very near and dear to Lindsay and I's heart and something that we really, 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 really have a lot of thoughts on, if you couldn't tell, and have really learned and, and grown in th- in our own lives over the last, you know, whatever years of our lives. And we just wanted to hopefully share, you know, what's really changed our lives with you and that you can also experience the same, you know, growth and and freedom and joy that we are consistently pursuing and and chasing after with the Lord as well. So we love you so much. I know this was more of a heart focused episode, not a business episode, but these are also equally important if you're going to run a successful business. So don't skim over this and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.